Hey, Arpit, how are you? Hey, Jayant, doing well. How are you? Good, 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 good. I guess welcome to both of us to the podcast. I think it's a re-welcome given we shot the first episode ages ago and then we finally got together to shoot the second episode right now. Yeah, I call it a dry run. At least that's what I'm, I'm calling it now. <laughs> But we've become really dry since, since the last run. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should call it. We should call this podcast the dry run. You know? Yeah, we have, uh, we have a few working titles, right? One was what, All Rounders? Correct. And the other is Pitch Rapo. Pitch Rapo, Pitch Rapo. Yeah, probably end up with one of those. Yeah, so welcome yeah. to Pitch Rapo slash All Rounders. Slash uh, working title. Slash working title. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I, we didn't do this the last time, which is... how did we what are we going to talk about on this podcast and why are we doing this yeah yeah so at least uh, i guess you and i have been just been randomly talking cricket for a long time you know when back when you were in boston we played together and and since then like you you and i have just been generally talking about both personal cricket experiences and also about the the teams we support the teams we hate the players we like and from time to time i have the privilege of also getting hard or not to be answered trivia questions from you so it just felt like a good idea to come together from time to time to just talk talk what's on our mind and also bring other people together both you and i have friends colleagues relatives even family wives who put up with us with all of our all of our cricket cricket tragedy and heartbreaks and and euphoria yep. so i thought it should be a good way to to bring that all together and just talk about whatever is going on you know whether personally or to do with the world of cricket at least that's what i'm i'm looking forward to how about you yep likewise i think we're just two cricket enthusiasts with i don't think any respectable cricket opinions but we just end up talking so much about cricket that we thought it would be a great idea to record it and if there's anyone out there who things or talks about cricket the same way we just want to share it with those folks so that's kind of the broad idea it's just going to be our weekly musings just put on record mm. indeed speaking of speaking of weekly you were you were telling me yesterday that you didn't even realize that in, india is right now playing playing a t20 and one day international series somewhere so mm-hmm. have you managed to catch up with it yeah so i think the the, the weird part is that I am generally extremely glued into every single series happening and not just India, but non-India as well. Yeah. Uh, and for me to have completely missed that India was going to play Zimbabwe before we go to Asia Cup was extremely surprising. We've now had this really packed calendar with multiple India teams playing in yes. different parts of the world. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I think I've managed to catch up with it. Finally getting to see who are the players who are in the squad who are playing yeah. there. I think yeah. India Zimbabwe series could be a good segue for that but I want to start off with just asking you about what's your sentiment about this new Indian strategy of a billion captains a million players who are playing and having multiple teams out there for each format and mm. and I think from what I read last until August 2027 or 2024 I think August 2024 mm-hmm. there is Indian cricket in action for every single month of the year wow what how are you processing this talk about time? yeah talk about milking the golden cow huh? it's like yeah. cow, cow <laughs> must must give us milk every day basically for the next two years look i mean for, i mean there's a bigger conversation to be had about a scheduling and the sustainability of international cricket and all the cricket leagues and so on so that's a more complex thing maybe we'll come to that later but uh, i think it's a very very forward looking and a very 
and a very futuristic strategy. I'm quite impressed that, you know, the selectors and the administrators have thought about it. We even have different coaches now, believe it or not. Rahul Ravid is not in, in Zimbabwe and VVS Lakshman is the head coach right now. Right. Uh, oh, and so, it's, so, it's, so it's Lakshman and, and KL Rahul who are, the, who are the coach captain combination for the series. So India are even rotating coaches like they're rotating captains. And India have had seven captains, I think, this year across formats. Everybody from Hardik Pandya as captain, where Rishabh Pant is <laughs> captain. So Bumrah is captain, obviously, right? For the tests and so on. So I think having this pool of 40 players, if now that I think about it, I, I almost feel like why didn't this happen before? Because you know, we've had always had this notion of, oh, we should have the best possible team playing at playing at any time. But the definition of best possible team has changed, right? We have obviously multi-format players, but a lot of players we have are actually single format players. So there's no reason to have the same teams playing, you know, at separate times. I also remember coincidentally, we had the Commonwealth Games one or two months ago, where there was this time women's cricket. But in 1998, when the Commonwealth Games happened in Malaysia, there was men's cricket in the in that in that instance. And actually, India had two different teams playing. So India had a strong team playing in Malaysia. And we also had the Sahara Cup in Toronto at the same time oh. happening with Pakistan. So Sachin played in, in Malaysia. It's obvious, That's obviously more than 15 years old. But I actually think, you know, this is going to be more and more the case. And, and we've had players selectively choosing formats. Now it's the other way around. Now selectors are selectively choosing teams. And the way scheduling is going, I think this is going to be the, the way to go. And I don't mind watching, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I think I enjoy watching Deepak Huda and Samson and, you know, likes playing as well as I like watching Shreya Sayer and Dhawan and Kohli and so on. So I actually think it, it can only be good for the game and we can we can start to enjoy more more cricket over time. What's, what's your take on this? Interesting. So I, I think, first of all, the 1998... Commonwealth wasn't like that. Those the good times where finally South Africa won, act, won yes. something. Yes, they did. They did. They did. They did. They did. Uh, thankfully, they didn't choke back then. But I don't know if this is a reaction to the times we are in, where Indian cricket has so much money and they want to milk the cow, as you said. Yeah. Or is it just a, a COVID thing where mm. uh, they cannot have so like the best players traveling to every single location mm. because well, you have to have quarantine and, and etc. So you might as well set a contingent before, let them quarantine, be ready for Zimbabwe while the main contingent is getting ready for the Asia Cup. I, I It might be a reaction to Asia Cup, but to be honest, I am not as big a fan of multi, multiple Indian teams playing in different parts of the world. Me, I want that India has a top 11. Uh, mm. It could be 33 different players with 11 mm. for each format. But mm-hmm. I don't think the, the idea is we are playing individuals who are best for a certain format in these teams. We are just mm-hmm. using this opportunity to try out and give people more chances for being in the team. Mm-hmm. And I would understand if we did this with just T20s because mm-hmm. there's a T20 World Cup coming in and mm-hmm. you use the opportunity to try out more players in international situations. Mm-hmm. But having a team play ODIs against Zimbabwe with absolutely... Uh, with not the best players in and not mm. even prepping for the T20 World Cup, I just find it, it's sort of bizarre that I'm not getting to see my best 11 play there. I'm not, why, why is Kohli not there? Why is Bumrah not there, for example? Yeah. If they're being rested, genuinely, I understand. Mm. But rotation for the sake of it, I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. However, mm. the only one positive that I would take away from this mm. is, this is the only way we can make 
the minnows part of the game yes. more so than earlier. So we don't want to be a nine ten nation game. We want it to be a more global game. And yeah. the only way to do it is by making the biggest teams, which is India, England, Australia, play against the smallest teams. Otherwise, you just keep having the Ireland versus Zimbabwe or Ireland versus Netherlands kind of matches. And those minnows will never get to play in the big leagues unless it's the World Cup, which is very little exposure. So I'm contradicting myself with that little advantage there. But overall, if I am just watching it for a short term as a cricket fan right now for enjoyment, I would rather see my best 11 on the field. I think you're spot on. Like the like the like the COVID point you mentioned is really really true. I think that it necessitated having these this deep deep stock, right? Uh, but I also I know we've talked about the Kohli captaincy before. I do think like bringing in depth was a big pillar of the Kohli captaincy, where we have seven, eight, ten fast bowlers at any time who are ready to go. And we talked about the Australia series where you know Ashardul Thakur, Washington Sundar suddenly came and you know they just. They just managed to carry the team, right? Without a Kohli in the team, without all of our fast bowling, without Shami and so on and so forth. So I, I do think that has necessitated the thinking. And I think this is a way of keeping all these players match ready, match ready, match fit. But I was I was looking at the FTP, for example, right? And, and the, like I said, the international scheduling is like a huge topic. So we won't be able to cover that fully. But I saw that in this 2023 to 2027 cycle, each team plays an average of between 130 and 150 games over these over all the formats, right? And this is all formats, okay. Over all formats, yeah. So I think Afghanistan is at the top with some 150 odd. I think, uh, I can't remember who's at the bottom. India is somewhere in the middle. India is in the 142. So that's about 35 games a year, right? 35 games. So I think a third of that is test matches. So, right, that's about 70 match days, 50 to 70 match days, plus the remaining time, right? Plus the remaining, few. so it's about 100, 120 match days a year, right? That's, that's sort of uh-huh. what you're coming to. That's firstly just in international cricket. You overlay on top all the all the touring time, the practice games, the and so on and so forth. And then you overlay the big uh, elephant in the room, which is all the T20 leagues. And if for Indians, of course, it's only now the IPL. There may be pressure for them to play in Dubai or in South Africa, given who owns the teams. But you start to add all of that in, and you're already reaching a point where there's a lot of cricket, right? And one thing that I've genuinely appreciated is now the depth that we have for every position. We have two or three or four players. So it for me, it feels natural to have that kind of rotation going. But I agree, it can't be rotation for rotation's sake, you know. So let's see how it evolves. But I'm just happy to see that, you know, Sanju, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sanju Samson. So I'm just happy to see him getting a lot of... That's one to that. Right? Yeah. I think the whole nation is a big Sanju Samson fan. I don't know if you saw in the third T20 international against West Indies, I think Pandya was captaining us in that one. Right. Okay. And when they announced the team, when they announced Sanju Samson's name, that name got the biggest cheer across the stadium. Oh, really? Both Hardik Pandya and the commentator at that point were stunned and they were both surprised. Oh, well, that's a famous name, clearly, that we have in our team right now. So yeah, Sanju Samson has a big fan following. It's just, he needs to make the most of the run he's getting right now. I agree. I agree. I agree. Like I said, we can keep we can keep the scheduling and stuff for another time. But you know, how do you think? Uh, you know, the most immediate thing coming up is the T Twenty World Cup. So, uh, how do you think India is shaping up, and how do you think the others are shaping up? As you look ahead, so I am actually very optimistic. Keeping my emotions aside, just channeling my logical side, I genuinely believe India is much more prepared for a T Twenty World Cup than it ever has been. Primarily because I think. We're doing two things a lot in the last six, eight months. One, we spoke about how we're trying out a lot of different players to make sure mm-hmm. we have the best combination on the ground. And so that's why making sure Deepak Chahar gets his chance, making yep. sure 
Uh, Deepak Hooda making his chances count in the team. I think that's one big thing that India is doing, which is not relying on past reputation or pure IPL performances yeah. to make that selection. They're genuinely going in with trying, giving the chance to, to all of these new, this new blood or these new folks. So we, I feel like we're more prepared with the kind of players we're going in with. The second thing I really like, and I'm not sure if it's a Rohit Sharma thing, it is a Travert thing, or it's a cumulative think tank thing. But we've put ourselves into situations forcibly and tried to experiment how we would approach the T20 game differently. Like that was the biggest problem in the last T20 World Cup yeah. where we just had a template where we would have an anchor in the form of Rahul or Sharma and then Kohli would also sort of play the anchor innings Correct. and nobody was playing the all-out game from the from ball one. Yeah. And I've seen that very different approach by both Sharma. I forget who the openers were against Surya Kumar Yadav, Rishabh Pant opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. So, so we're yeah. trying a lot of things with people and with positions and with situations where yeah. I, I believe at one point we were setting a score and we were cruising 10 plus runs and over. And at that point, it seemed like 180, 190 was very easily gettable. But I think the message from the from the team came that, hey guys, let's flip this situation. We're in a great situation right now. Let's assume we are chasing 200, 200 plus right now. And mm -hmm. that's what we want to get to in that situation. So I feel that we've put ourselves a lot into tricky situations. Mm. The only one thing that's bothering me going into this T20 World Cup is how much of a risk we will be open to taking with the big names or the elephants in the rooms. Mm. In the room. So will we still go with a one, two, three of Sharma, Rahul and Kohli? which mm. would in a way completely undo all of what I just said. Mm. Or are there going to be some big decisions taken where, mm. hey, we're going to only play one or two out of these three in the top three. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of where I am right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm bracing myself for some kind of backlash from whoever listens to this, apart from you and me. I don't think Kohli has any space in this team. I'm just, I'm just very, very clear in my head. Like, I can see how hard, even Hardik Pandya bats. He's batted from three to seven, by the way. I think that was very, very deliberate. Surya Kumar Yadav has batted from two to six in this team. Rishabh Pant has batted from two to six in this team. Shreyas Iyer is, for me, he does have a weakness against the short ball, but he has the ability to accelerate a lot more. You have not even started speaking about Samson, Deepak, Deepak Kuda. Right, so we have an extremely, extremely robust like middle order. I just don't see where Kohli adds adds, and he Kohli has been out of form. Like you know, I know people don't like talking about it, but he has been out of form. So for me, he's he'll be a valuable member of the squad. I think he should be around the team, but I don't see a spot for him. First of all, I agree with everything you've said right? in terms of how we've set it up that we've managed to game almost like you know war game these kind of situations. My worry is almost, you know, the pitches in Australia posing a different challenge to the kind of T20 games we've been playing, right? So we're obviously, we were in England, then we were we were playing in South Florida and in the West Indies. Now we are in here in Zimbabwe, then we'll be playing Asia Cup in, I think, the Middle East. But the pitches in Australia will be fairly different. So in a way, it helps the fast bowl. But like, you know, how will Samson play? How will Shreyas Iyer play there? Right. That those are questions that that I have, and I also wonder if India knows its best eleven for the game, or if they will go through this rotation even during the tournament. Because they brought an Arshdeep Singh. He's supposed to be a good Yorker bowler. They tried him in the middle overs as well. They tried Avesh Khan at the death. Deliberately, Rohit Sharma gave him the last over in the first right. game when India ended up losing. So we're we're putting many players in the situation, but do we know our best eleven yet? That's 
that for me is always the question or will they keep doing this or we'll have different different combinations to keep the other side also guessing we'll have different combinations for 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 different games and so on so that that's my that's my worry going in having said that i'm not really clear about where other teams preparations are as well right or i'm not i don't get a sense that others are pretty settled West Indies look like shambles, but they always look like shambles and they turn up at the tournament. Shaheen Shah Afridi has been ruled out for for Pakistan, which is a huge blow for them. Sri Lanka actually are looking quite quite good. Australia, I don't think I've played a T20 in a while, but they are going to have a few series, including with with India going up. We'll get to see South Africa as well. So I still think there's some cricket to be played. But having said that, the selections will all be done, and and England will always pose pose a threat. And and you've got New Zealand who. I think actually had a few scares against like Netherlands and so on and and even yep. Ireland. So so it's not really clear to me where the other teams are in terms of their preparation but we'll we'll see over the over the coming months but I think it's actually a very even tournament going in which is I think one of one of the good things you can yeah. I can think of six seven teams who can make it to the semi finals at this point. Okay so let me let me put you on the spot August 28th India Pakistan yeah. what's your top four? Mm. Or not what's your top four what do you think will be the top four? Oh wow! So I, I mean, I'll I'll go. I'll tell the easy one. So I I know Rohit Sharma will be there uh, if he is fit. Doesn't manage to twin. Yeah, twins. if he's fit, I'm just saying, don't put your lens, but what what should given, be there? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. what the what the management is is going to do in your right, opinion? Right. Right. So. I I think for India Pakistan we've so far been conservative so my sense even though we say oh it's now pressure it's like any other game I think we will be a bit conservative we'll go for some experience I, I think the management will want Kohli there Sharma there in one of the top four I mean Kohli maybe maybe three I think Surya Kumar Yadav will be there he's done enough to now cement his place so that leaves one spot which is the other opener given how much the management likes KL Rahul I think it'll end up becoming KL Rahul so we may be back to the same issue that you mentioned at the beginning but they may spring a surprise and make surya kumar yadav open with with arma and then have maybe kohli at 4 and rahul at 3 or something so my this would be my my top 4 do you what do you think yeah i i would have said the same thing i was going to say that they will make the bold call of having one of sky or pant i'm leaning yeah. towards sky sky and sharma as openers kohli will be a 3 or 4 depending on the situation and will probably play around robin yeah fourth will be uh, kl rahul i don't yeah. think this management has the the risk taking ability to drop one of the three at least going into india pakistan on 20th august if things pan out very differently going into asia cup south africa series and australia series before the world cup we yeah. might see a different top four in the in the world cup but at least August twenty eighth, I think these are the four that's going to be there. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of top top four, there was some trivia you had sent me. I want to say more than two months ago now, which had a top six, I think top five. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Let me share. Can you see my? Yes, screen? I can. I can. I can. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, I sent this to you two months ago. Give me your think out loud for like thirty seconds, and then I'll I'll let you know what this is. Yeah, I thought this had something to do with. like ducks in i don't know and i guess you know test matches or something or it had something to do with like run outs but it's like it just seems like a very like it just doesn't those two i mean if it was run out you know. probably would have had inzi inzi in, in it right? definitely yeah. up there correct 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 and this list is very it's all recent players and it's all it, there's no there's no real trend for me right it's like it's the like top yeah, one thing is they're all established batsmen none of them correct. like any ducks or any of those metrics will definitely have some tail enders yeah or... but there are other players who have equally high number of innings red ponting and you know, sangakara and wan dravid so those guys are not there so i'm like why yeah. are those guys not there yeah. and these guys are there so i've i've been struggling 
Oh, so, sorry. And for the first uh -huh. listening, this yeah. is a list of six players. The question is, what is this a trend of? And yeah. we have Tendulkar at 18, Arvinda De Silva at 9, Nathan Ashtal at 9, Grant Flower at 8, Jack Callis at 7, and Kane Williamson at 7. It's a pretty tough question. I will give that to you. It was worth thinking. So the other, the other thing I thought was like number of like 100 partnerships or 200 partnerships or something involved in. But again, there are other players I can think of who should be on this list. So yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was my last guess. So okay. what is the answer? Yeah, yeah none of the guesses are right. And I, I was hoping that the, the Tendulkar with a sad face there would have given you some hint on what this is. It's mm. not a happy thing. Out of 99 or something? No. This is Nervous 90s. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So okay. I think it's Nervous 90s in ODIs. I have, because I sent it to you so long ago, I forgot myself. But I think it's <laughs> Nervous 90s in ODIs. Oh, um, really? And, so Kane Williamson, huh? Okay. I realize yeah. he had a case of... Wow, very, very, very interesting. Definitely something I'll I'll use the next time I have to stump someone with a cricket trivia. Yeah, we should probably have one more thing we can discuss because I think last time we were given a lot of shit <laughs> for making it a very long episode. It's just related to one single metric broadly. But I, I do feel that we stress so much on strike rate. We talk about uh, strike rate and average for a batsman. Yes. And we talk about average and economy for a bowler. Yeah. Right. And my issue is that once a viewer is watching the game, you're also throwing in a fifth metric, which is runs needed per over. Uh, okay. So RPO, right? So that's kind of the five metrics which are involved in the game when a batsman walks out. Yeah. And for those who may not know, strike rate is for a batsman is runs per 100 ball. Average is runs per dismissal for a batsman. Yeah. For a bowler, average is similar runs per dismissal. So runs given for every wicket they take. Economy is runs given per over. So runs given every six balls. And when you're, when you're chasing the reporters of runs per over, so which is sort of the economy. So my complaint always remains is strike rate should be done away with in cricket. We should yeah. not be calculating strike rate because you're talking about runs per 100. Everything, if it's about runs per six balls, that's what it should come down to. So you report the bowler's economy in runs per six balls. You report runs needed while chasing in runs per six balls. And you convert all of the strike rates into runs per six balls. Because when someone comes and tells me, hey, he strikes at 130 or he strikes at 150, it yeah. does not make sense to me. But when you suddenly tell me a 150 guy is basically striking at nine runs per over, that yeah. suddenly puts a lot of context to... So yeah, yeah that's my complaint about the metric and that's what I want to get your thoughts on. So I have I have a few thoughts. I think when what you were saying triggered a lot of lot of things yeah. as you were talking about it. Right? So number one is the hundred. I was thinking about the hundred, right? So as you know, the, that format is very different. They have a set of five, five deliveries. This is no... The concept of an over has changed. So... For me, depending on the format, I've had the same gripe as you for strike rate versus economy rate. I'm like, why? I am like, who, who looks at strike rate? I just want to know runs per over needed and runs per over that this guy can score. I also thought they tried these supplementary metrics, like for, for T20 especially, do you, you score a boundary or a six per how many balls? I think that was also right. something that they usually show, which again, like, I don't know why they do that. It, it doesn't really matter to me. It's more about how many you score. So, I agree with like making it a bit consistent, but I also think given the 100 has come in, maybe the strike rate will come back even for a bowler because it's out of 100 balls and each ball is a set and you can, you can bowl sets of five balls or, or sets of 10 balls, right? So that's, that's for me, take number one. Take number two is I actually think for test cricket, you need something different. So for example, I love strike rates for bowlers in test cricket. So a strike rate for a bowler is 
how many balls between each each wicket that you take and you look at someone like a kirtley ambrose and you realize why he was such a great bowler right i mean he may not have as many wickets as i don't know a richard hadley or a couple dev he only had i think 250 or 300 odd wickets but his strike rate is something crazy like 19 or 20 balls so imagine like if you bring him on once every 3 or 4 overs he bowls he's going to get you a wicket if he bowls a spell of 8 overs he's going to get you two wickets that's like that's just a mind boggling statistic for me right so i also think for for different formats like <laughs> for me strike rate in test cricket is like for a, for a batsman who cares right like i i almost want to know something else that makes it more useful for limited overs format i agree you only care about number of runs to be scored per over number of runs to be chased per over so both for batsmen and bowlers i think we should we should do that the other gripe i have about cricket and this is maybe my more like analytics like kind of preference coming in is i hate the way we predict scores like they like we do a very good job of this duckworth lewis setting targets chasing targets but typically what you will see is a team has 30 overs 150 runs score projection is 250 in 50 overs yeah. at five runs per over and i'm like you know we can all do the math why didn't we do something intelligent which takes into account conditions takes into account wickets in hand takes into account opposition and looks at some history and says so this is the range of what the team can get right and then yep. we always have a debate at oh what could be a par score what could be a better score so i feel like prediction when it comes to metrics can be improved because we we've got so much data now from so many yeah. formats about individual players and about teams but that that's weird right because i think depending on the broadcaster and which country is hosting you do have i don't know we've seen the wasp and all come yeah. right which is the yeah. score predictor and yeah. different countries trying it out but they've never really stuck because eventually they've all come down to that simplified metric of just taking a standard run yeah. score guess yeah. for the next few hours yeah uh, yeah i don't know maybe they failed or maybe it's not worth the investment like i remember like cricket for also tried this i think they 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 weight your runs scored or wickets taken by the match circumstance and they try to put that especially during the ipl or during 2020 they they say this is the runs but this is the value of the runs that you scored i don't i'm not sure it really took off too much i think some people do use it but but a more like a more fundamental one is i think the one you were saying i also i'm not a big fan of strike rates for batsmen it's just it's like something we borrowed from baseball and never never thought about how it how it really applies i agree we should just change it to runs per over whether you're a batsman or whether you're a bowler cool and i was going to say we are at we are at half an hour and as you said we got some pretty serious feedback about the about the length my last question i have is have you been playing cricket have you have you umpired recently any the answer unfortunately is no to both i did end up playing cricket like maybe a month ago and i got run out when i was at 3 so i was really mad that day because i woke up at 6 am <laughs> spent 5 hours in the sun only to get run out at 3 and not get a single over to bowl so it was a pretty crappy day so what kind I, of what kind of run out was it just second run miscommunication or was it so, like tight so, single It was I don't know who was at fault. So this is an interesting story. So striker is one of our better batsmen. He had had a, a row of seven or eight dot balls across a span of two overs. So right. he was not letting them go. He was genuinely trying a shot and missing. So I could see that in the previous two shots he was a little very antsy to get off strike and he was tapping the ball to a nearby fielder and just running off. And I had to call out a loud no no. So in my head I had to be okay. This guy is. on a suicide mission the next ball he taps it towards mid off and he just sets off mm-hmm. and the problem was both of us were ball watching and the ball was sort of in the middle of the bowler and and mid off okay and the bowler ran through to the ball and because i was watching the bowler i wanted to see how far it is from the bowler and by the time i looked at him he was 3/4 on the pitch and i hadn't even moved from my crease 
Okay. Uh, I shouted no. He had too much momentum towards me, so I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to make a dash. I knew there was no way I was making it, and yeah, I got there. I was several yards short. We still don't know whose call it was. He says that it was his call because he's the one running to the danger end, and yeah. I should have trusted his call. But my trust on his call had completely gone down after seeing him in the last few balls. So that's what kind of happened. Okay, well, here's hoping for more boundaries and sixes, so you don't have to worry about taking too many runs. But yeah, that does sound painful to be standing in the sun for, <laughs> and not having to think about the distance through through the rest of the morning. That's that's yep. definitely sounds painful. Cool. All right. So until next time, Arpit, thank you, and uh, we shall we shall speak again. Yes, this was awesome. We shall we shall definitely speak again.